0: This week's edition of Sunday Morning Live from Fresh Fire Church. Today's message from Pastor Adam will encourage and strengthen your walk with Christ. If you would like to be a partner with Fresh Fire Church for $15 a month or more, become our patron on Podbean or visit freshfirechurch.net. And now, let's join the service. Well, praise God. He is worthy of your praise today. Hallelujah. Great praise great honor great glory you know sometimes we just need to give him the sacrifice of praise a praise that that we don't have to lead you into uh, not, not a praise that we've already rehearsed and practiced. hallelujah but sometimes it's a spontaneous praise do you hear what I'm saying uh, a spontaneous praise that comes from your lips not a not a song that's already been written but something brand new hallelujah uh, uh, f- something fresh uttered from your lips hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So sometimes we just have to give him that kind of praise. Uh, we, we used to, I think back in the day, we used to call it, at least my church, a praise break. Right? Maybe some of you don't know what that is, but a praise break where we would just kick in on the instruments and just play something and, and the church would just go, you know, and, and, and dance a little bit. Something, you know, break out in a jig. That's what we did. That's what that Hammond and organ's for over there, a, a praise break, Right? Hallelujah. But, but, so we have to learn to just give God praise in all things at all times. We've done enough teaching and preaching on praise that we should have grasped this, the, 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 the concept and the secrets that are within our praise. Amen. That that praise will break you out of things that you're bound by. Praise will break you out of circumstances. Praise will will completely turn the, the, the course of events in your life. If you and I can just praise him in the midst of the most difficult, even in pain, if we could just praise him. Hallelujah. Even when we're broke, just praise him anyhow. Hallelujah. Even if we got here on fumes, I'll praise him anyhow. Hallelujah. Even if I had to take medication just to get myself mobile today, I'll praise him anyhow is anybody hearing what I'm saying even if it's been a a week of full of stress I'll praise him anyhow hallelujah because he's worthy of our praise hallelujah thank you Jesus he's worthy of it all I mean he's worthy of it all hallelujah hallelujah so we'll just praise and thank you lord Hallelujah. We'll we'll just praise and thank him even now in this moment without an instrument, without anything leading us. We'll just give you praise and glory and honor in this place and lift up your name. Lord, you are great. And Lord, you do miracles that are great. So we we magnify your name, King Jesus, above everything else. Hallelujah. We're going to lift up your name and make your name great. Not my problem, not how I feel, not who's mad at me or who hates me, but I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise will always continually be upon my lips. So Lord, we bless you and we thank you today. Hallelujah. We'll just thank you in advance for miracles. And we'll thank you in advance, God, for breakthrough. And God will thank you in advance for f- financial blessing. And God will thank you in advance for, for relationships restored. And God will thank you in advance for a favor on my job. And God will thank you in advance, God, for for breakthroughs and miracles and, 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 and creative miracles, God. We will thank you in advance for all things that, Lord, has been released in the heavens it's on its way I don't see it yet but I sense something has changed I sense that something is on its way so father we bless you in advance for it I'll give you praise on credit God I'll give you praise on credit God just believing that it shall be done it shall be well hallelujah and we bless you and we honor you and we thank you right now mighty God that you are hallelujah and the church says amen Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Give him praise on credit. See nobody else would might 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 be willing to give you credit, but God says you can give me praise on credit. Hallelujah. It don't matter how poor your score is. Hallelujah. You can give God praise on credit because you know he'll come through. You need to hear what I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Amen. He will come through every time. Yes, he will. Might not be how you thought, might not be in the way in which you, you imagined in your mind, but He will come through and it will be better than how you imagined. It will work out for your good and, and, and better than how you ever perceived that it ever could. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, well, well. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's coming for you. Uh-huh. Amen. Sister Ramona said she's been saying it all week. I said, he's coming for you. We, we preached that. Well, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried to preach it. He's coming for you. And, and like Ramona, I haven't been able to get it out of my mind. He's coming for you. Mm. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. We we talked about how how Jesus came down off the mountain. And in the midst of of, of high winds and stormy weather, he he bid Peter come to me. Hallelujah. In other words, he came where he was in the middle of what he was going through. Hallelujah. We, We and I need to remember that we serve a God that will come right to where you are. Hallelujah. I don't know. I feel like we might break out and just... Just one of those praise breaks without any instruments any second. Um, There's like that old school dance about to come up on me, I'm telling you. I don't know. It's been so long. Hallelujah. 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 You need, to, uh, uh, you need to just know he's coming for you right where you are. I, I think we're going to pick up there. I might use another text today, but I think we're going to pick up with that theme because I haven't been able to get away from it all week. Uh, even in my own life, every time that something came up, I just had to keep being reminded. It was like Holy Spirit kept saying, he's coming for you. He's coming for you, that he would rescue you and I, that he would bring us through and help us through, hallelujah, no matter what we're going through and facing, he's coming for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That might be a word for somebody that's, that's here today or that's watching online for the first time. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's coming for you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. We have a, we have a propensity, I think, sometimes in the body of Christ that we, 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 what we cannot do is don't take the presence of a storm to indicate the absence of God. Listen to what I just told you. Don't take the presence of a storm to indicate the absence of God. In other words, stop thinking that just because something's wrong that he's not there. Oh, imagine that how Peter must have thought, uh, when we, 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 we reflect on last week's text, uh, how Peter must have thought that, that in the midst of the winds and the waves and all of those things, it, he had the understanding that the, that the absence of, that, that God was not present, that he was not in the midst of it, amen, until he began to see him and he bids him to come to him. You and I need to stop having that understanding that somehow we have to pray God into our circumstance. I'm telling you, he is already there, hey, amen. Hallelujah. He's already there. Praise the name of the Lord. He's already there. Hallelujah. He's on his way. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. So we just need to rest in that kind of word right there and stop trying to have an understanding and believing that we have to somehow do more to get him to show up. Hallelujah. That the, he is already in our midst. Hallelujah. That's why I gave you the word earlier earlier, and was encouraging you just to press into the presence of God, that, that we can stay ankle deep or we can go knee deep, waist deep. We can go deeper in him because you need to understand he's coming for you. He is already in the midst. Hallelujah. His word declares that, that we're any two or three agree there I am with you that's what his word says so because we're already together agreeing he is already in our midst hallelujah thank you Jesus uh, you've heard me say I bring the presence of God when I show up uh, that's not being cocky that's uh, it's just me understanding that he dwells within me and so wherever I go he goes so somebody needs to know he you already brought him today hallelujah I said, you already brought him. So for those of you that, that think that, that this word is for you, that you say, yes, he, he's coming for me. He's coming. You, you, you had just forgotten that, that you brought him with you. Hallelujah. The car ride right here could have been like hell, but he's coming for you. In fact, he was hitching a ride in the back seat with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe he was holding on for dear life the way some of us strive, but he was—he was coming with you no matter what. Hallelujah! He's coming for you. That's why I know he is in our midst today. That's why I know we have to stop just being satisfied with church as usual. We have to be—we have to stop being satisfied with mediocre church and mediocre prayer and mediocre worship and me, God help us, mediocre word. Oh my God. Are you hearing me? I mean, mediocre word. Have, have you ever just wondered? Um, I think sometimes, my God, why do so many people go there? That word is just bland and dry, and there's nothing there. Hallelujah! And, and they're they're all caught up on. Well, it's they have 22 minutes of worship and 45 seconds of announcements, and, and and you know the offering has to be timed just right, and then we have to get them out to get. I just don't understand it. Hallelujah! Mediocre. Mediocre. But does the Bible say He said, "I desire that you be either hot or cold. But if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth." In other words, there's a whole lot of worship and word that he just regurgitates. It's not hot or cold. It's just lukewarm. Mm. Hallelujah. My God. My God. And we forgot to to understand he's coming for us. We forgot to give him the the liberty and the reign in the midst of worship, in the midst of our services to show up. Do you know know how many times you're going to have to follow me? Do you know how many times that the Holy Spirit just sort of comes like this? Because I brought him with me. Are you hearing me? And Just go with me for a moment. It's as if when you bring him with you, he's just sitting here waiting for the opportunity to be invited to participate. Hallelujah. He's sitting here, or, or uh, maybe he's sitting back here beside Ramona right now. But he, he's showing up here, and we can sense his presence, and we can sense that without an instrument or a fabulous singer or without a TV cam. we don't need any of the things that we have. And he's sitting in churches all over right now waiting to be invited to participate. <laughs> and yet we'll say he's coming for you. And for some of you, he's he just sitting here saying, did you? Trying to whisper to you, did you know I was? I showed up today for you, Hallelujah. hey, Renita. Did you know I showed up today for you? Mm. And what he's really looking for is—is is that we'd invite him to get up from his chair. <laughs> Get up and move. Even in the book of Genesis, it says that the Spirit of God hovered before creation. He still comes into our midst and hovers and waits for an invitation before He can go to work. Or is somebody here what I'm saying, In other words, he's he's present, but he'll he'll be here and be available to you. Until he receives an assignment. My God. Creation happened, creation happened when God spoke. Creation happened when he said, let there be light and there was light. You and I have the ability to... See, I, I, I'm what gives angels employment. When I pray, I'm, and I can declare and decree that I send angels on assignment angels of protection or ministry, or you hear me, that even when we ask of God, then, then he'll, he'll dispatch and send things on assignment. In other words, that he can be in our midst waiting and say, I'm, I'm coming for you. But until you and I place a demand on why he's here, did I confuse you? Until we actually activate him and say, according to your word, Right. You say in your word and we hold him to his word and we pray and we ask anything. Right. Oftentimes then he can't go to work. In other words, the hand of God isn't activated until I begin to pray and ask until I begin to decree a thing. And then it can be established. Hallelujah. And so he is here in our midst. He's sitting among us and he's waiting to be invited to participate He's waiting to be invited into our mess or into our storm or, or into our problem or into our circumstance. Hallelujah. He is with you. He has come for you. Just as we said last week, he is coming for you, but but you and I need to put him on assignment. Give him something to do. Dispatch angels on your behalf. There have been people that reached out for prayer and my aunt's over in Ruby Memorial and she needs our prayer today and my mom and Rick need prayer because he's having surgery tomorrow and Geneva and Harley both need prayer there down and out. And there are others that need prayer that are not with us today. And and yet what we have to do is re- realize that we, we are sending he who showed up that said he's coming for you on assignment. Lord, do what you you said in your word that you would do. Lord, even in this place, do what you declared and decreed that you would do. You said you were coming for me last week. Uh, you're reminding us of that this week. Now, Lord, do what you said you'd do in your word. I, I thank you for your presence. Now, now activate. Hallelujah. And, and as you and I activate our faith, he can move. Hallelujah. I feel like I've lost somebody in this place. Hallelujah. So many times we just kind of come in and we're just waiting on him to move and he's saying, no, I'm waiting on you to activate me, place a demand on me, place a demand on the anointing and the presence that's here. That's what faith does. Faith will place a demand Faith believes what, doesn't look, what appears to be impossible. Faith will, will, will believe even when it looks uh, uh, impossible. Hallelujah. And so we have to place a demand on it. According to his word, what he says, and believe it by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. My God, my God. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's coming for you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Y'all looking like you're waiting on something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak, Lord. I'm just waiting to see which text I'm going to use today. Hallelujah. I, these last couple of weeks, I have never been as uncertain about what I was going to preach. Usually I know, days in advance. Somebody said, you didn't post anything about what you're preaching. Yeah, because I didn't know. <laughs> He's coming for you. Well, say it out loud one more time. Say, Look at somebody say, he's coming for you. Yeah. Amen. Everybody that's watching online, you can type that out. He's coming for you. Just type it out on, on the Internet. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's coming for you. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Well, glory. He's coming for you. Mm. My God, he's coming for you. I, I mean, there are so many scriptures we could go to. I, I, you, you think about oh, it, when when Jesus heals Jairus' daughter. He came just for her. Amen. He even, even came for the woman with the issue of blood, even though she... In essence, caught him by surprise. He came for Peter. We looked at it last week. Well, there are just many examples. He came, he came, he came, he came. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Turn to turn to John chapter five. Let's look at this one though. John chapter five. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Uh, 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 let, me, let me put it another, another way, we can stop waiting. He's coming for you. You know how long I've heard people saying the, 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 the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. We preach that. Yes, we know he's coming. I'm not deducing that message. But or, or how many times we try to prophesy things and saying he's coming or this is going to happen. Or this is going to happen. But, but you and I need to know that the wait is over. He's coming for you. That, that we need to understand that there's more to, to He's coming for you, that before we understand He's coming for you, you need to know that the wait is over. That, in other words, we're often waiting for God to show up in a circumstance, but I already introduced you to the idea that, that I brought Him with me today. So there was no question that he would show up in service today because I knew that he came. You, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we don't know who will be in church and who won't, and we got people missing today, and and sometimes they got a job to do and a responsibility, and then then we have to replace them when they can't. But see, I never have to worry that he won't that that, that he's not going to show up to do what he needs to do. Are you hearing? Because I know that he came with me, and if nobody else brings him up into the house of God, I know that he came with me. Are you hearing me? So I know that he can accomplish what his word was sent to do in this place each and every time. So in other words, I want you to begin to open your mind and your spirit to the idea that the wait is over. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. You don't, you need to stop waiting for him to show up in your circumstance and know he's coming right now into it. He, he, in fact, he was invited into worship into your thing, into your situation. That's why I said, Holy Spirit, begin to move, violently in the midst of our lives and family. I know some of you get freaked out by that word, but Acts chapter 2 is is him moving violently. And what we need is God to move violently in our lives and in our churches. Hallelujah. We need God to move violently and upend what we think is is adequate worship. Oh, don't you dare get quiet on me now. I said, we need the Holy Spirit to move violently and upend our idea of what we think is adequate worship and adequate words and adequate praise and all the things that we do that looks cute and nice and, and, and makes a good uh, uh, ambiance for church. And we need to say, Holy Spirit, come and just move violently in my life. In other words, blow out what needs to be blown out. Hallelujah. And whatever should be staying in my life, just keep it in my life. Hallelujah. Blow violently. That's why anything that's not in your life, or anyone that is not in your life, they don't need to be. Stop trying to keep toxic people in your life. Hallelujah! God's tried to remove them many times, and you keep bringing them back. My God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, can you not understand? There are just there are toxic church people. There's toxic family. We have toxic friends. We have people that it's just poison to our spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And, and God has been trying to free you from some things that you keep reaching and bringing back in your life, thinking it's going to be different. But listen, until they get to the point where they're going to say, he's coming for me, it's not going to be any different. You have to understand that. Let, let the Holy Spirit blow out of your life what needs to be blown out of your life. Hallelujah. And what... And just allow him to keep whatever needs to be kept in your life. Hallelujah. Anyway, let me get to this this text I'm going to read to you today in John chapter 5 before I go somewhere else. He's coming for you. The wait is over. The wait is over. Mm. Hallelujah. John chapter 5. Let's... uh mm. Let's just start in verse 1. John chapter 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Mm. Waiting. Did you see that? Waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool, and when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And eventually, and within months from then, or years from then. No, no, no. See, yeah. It says, but, and immediately. Hmm. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews, or the church people. The church people therefore said to him who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, he who made me well said to me, take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who he was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. My God, my God. There's so much in this particular section of verses I want you to back up to verse 3. Look at this very quickly. Go ahead. In these, it says, in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Waiting. Waiting for the moving of the water. What was it the Holy Spirit was saying? The wait is over. He's coming for you. The wait is over. He's coming for you. The wait is over. He's coming for you. Our church is often like that. Churches in general often like that. where It's almost like we're waiting for an angel to, to come and stir the waters. For us to get in on what God's trying to do. And and no, he's just like the analogy I gave earlier. He's sitting right there waiting to be invited. Waiting to be invited. Hallelujah. Around the pool. Around the pool, the Bible says in the text that there are these porches of sick people, lame people, blind people, people who are stuck. In life, think about the specific man in the text. 38 years he's been there. 38 years. That is a long time to be lame and unable to get to the water, yet he says to Jesus, He's tried. He said, I I, I try, but yet every time I I try to get it, there's no one to put me in, first of all. And before I could get anyone to put me in, someone gets in first. And by the time I'd get close enough, it's already over. Every excuse of why he has still been in the condition. He's been 38 years. Do you know how long sometimes we as church people worship God in the same condition? Worship God 38 years, still broke. 38 years, still hurting, still angry, still, still uh, uh, dealing with whatever our issue is. Hallelujah. Still, still, uh, still uh, suffering from, from whatever it is we're enduring and, and never really seeing a reason. And yet we always seem to have a reason why we're still that way. You ever notice that about us church people? We always have an excuse why we aren't where we need to be yet or why God hasn't had showed up. We always are full of and have the ability to make excuses for God. We're the biggest bunch of liars, people you ever met. Amen. Hey, church people lie. Don't go to sleep on me. Sometimes as Christians, we'll lie, or we try to make excuses for why God hasn't shown up yet, or why the miracle hasn't happened yet. Hallelujah. Because for some reason, we think that God isn't big enough to be able to, 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 to answer that on his own, or, or we think we have to make an excuse or make an exception why, why he isn't moving in a certain capacity, instead of just having the, the audacious faith to believe that he will do what he said he will do. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We, we've got to understand that, that God doesn't need you and I to make any excuses why we are where we are at or why he isn't moving in a certain capacity. Thank you, Jesus. Instead, he's giving a word that the wait is over. He's coming for you. So in other words, there's no excuse necessary to excuse why it isn't happening yet, why it didn't happen today, or why it won't happen tomorrow. He is issuing a word. He is issuing a declaration to you and I. The wait is over. He's coming for you by name. Hallelujah. Yes. I said he's coming for you by name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Coming for you by name. Yes. Hallelujah. Put your name in there. He's coming for you, Adam. The wait is over. Hallelujah. 38 years, but it's it's over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Now, I want you to understand something about the text that we're reading. This 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 pool of Bethesda and these porches was in a part of town. It was it existed among healthy people, among wealthy people and the people who were prosperous. Listen, listen prosperity, health, and wealth was all around these sick people, but it never touched them. Go ahead, go ahead up there. Hallelujah. I said prosperity, health, and healing was all around them. This, this, these porches and this pool was right in a section of town. It would sort of just be like a part of Uniontown that we all drive by, but you never really go to. It's kind of like this part of town for some people in the West End. Just saying. It's true. They'll, they'll 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 drive by it but never really drive into it. Hmm. Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. So it's that port of town where all of us have our favorite places to shop. Maybe you're a Target shopper or a Walmart. And if you're a Target shopper, you don't go to Walmart usually. But if you're a Walmart shopper, you can't stand Target. Hallelujah. Or whatever the the comparison might be. I'm just using it as an example. You'll go near it, but you won't go in it. That's sort of what these porches were like. It was a part of the city that was in the city, but it was separated, segregated, and and partitioned off so that the rich, the wealthy, and the prosperous knew what was there, but they didn't have to have tangible contact. That's just like what we do in the church too. We'll create churches in our atmosphere so we can have our church to look like us, act like us, a bunch of people who think like us, right? And we can be near you, but we don't have to deal with you. Oh, see I'm coming right to where we truly are as a nation and as a churches we are so divided because because we think a little bit differently we can't worship together hallelujah and definitely if you look different we can't we can't link arms and worship together hallelujah because this is exactly the kind of scenario and setup it was they were a part of the city but they were segregated they were set apart they were near the wealthy and the rich and the prosperous and the healthy but but they couldn't have contact with them they, there was fencing all around and and so so these people, the sick people and the lame people, they were segregated and they all had their own porch. Just like the world today, hallelujah, they, they want us to stay se- segregated so the blind can go over here and the Chinese can go over there and, and the white can go over here Oh, know, and the gay go over there. Oh, see? Yep, I know. And, and this one go over there and, and the you Methodists go over here and the Methodists can't talk to the Pentecostals, so they should go over here. And because the pentecostal for the love of god can't ever deal and preach at a baptist church they'll go over here are you hearing what i'm saying and so we'll all stay on our own porch not understanding hallelujah see they 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 separate him segregate him so they knew who was who So they can look and say, Well, that's the blind over there, and that's the lame over there, and that's the deaf over there. That's exactly how we're still operating. And yet, the Bible is very clear. It said in verse 3 In those days, a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. I almost see this as prophetic, is that churches are still. All we've done with all the churches we've built and create, and we we can close one down or change our name. A friend of mine just changed their name like three times in the last three years. And I'm like, what are we trying to do? I'm trying to find the name that that clicks and attracts people. I said, it's not about the name. I said, if you get caught up in that, you're going to miss him. It comes back to this. What that is, is that you're creating a porch, And you're saying everybody that can identify with that name, come sit on my porch and we'll wait for him to move the waters. Are you starting to hear what I'm saying? That's what we've done with our churches. We've made it a, a place like this where all we've created is built porches. And so everybody that's like us can come sit on our porch and we'll wait and try to prophesy that he's going to come and move the water instead of understanding that I brought him to the house of God. I brought him to the porch. Is somebody hearing what I'm trying to tell you? That, that, that the wait is over. Amen. He's coming for me. How do I know that? Because I brought him here today into this place. Hallelujah. I don't need everybody in this place to look like me. Part of the vision of this house that still hangs on the wall has always been that we would be a diversified church in race and culture and echo and uh, in, in the economy and socioeconomic ways that, that and that people would come here that speak other languages. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? That we should be a diversified people that can look like the real body of Christ. I don't want everybody to look like me. That'd be scary. Hallelujah. I don't want everybody to think like me and act like me. God wants you and I to understand that we He wants us to come to together in worship and follow after him and we don't have to all be on the same porch and we don't have to wait on him to come down and trouble the waters in the front of the church but instead I brought the presence of God with me therefore the wait is over he's here he's here somebody shout he's here my God my God my God now I'm not even going to preach the fullness of this message. And you all know I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty good preacher at, at giving you an introduction of several important points and bringing it all home. But I usually take the long way of getting there. This is not going to be that today. I'm going to take you right where we need to go because I sense that you and I need to allow him to move. And so it's not going to be that again. So just bear with me. If you came looking for that and it's not going to work for TV either because it's not going to meet the time requirements. So deal with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, but look at what he says. Look at what he says in verse 6 of that same text. When Jesus saw him, just 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 don't move too fast, because see, re- religious, and the way they taught me this in Sunday school, they, they never took the time like this to make the important point. They, they always talked about the angel troubling the water and it was acute, cute, and, and then Jesus told him to take up his bed and walk, and it was a cute little story, but there's dynamics in the midst of this text that we cannot overlook, and it starts right there, the first three words of verse 6, and when Jesus saw him. When Jesus saw him, in other words, when Jesus saw me. And so if he's here, if he's coming for me, that must mean he saw me. My God, see, this is where some of you have a problem. Is You have a problem making the word fit for your life. You have a problem believing that this is a word for you. We have a real problem with that in the body of Christ. We'll we'll shout about it until it's made personal for me. And I'm and I'm required to have the faith to believe he's going to show up for me now. When he saw him, when Jesus saw him lying there, when Jesus saw you and I the way we've been for years, I believe when Jesus saw the condition of the church lying there. Do you know there are some churches I go to and with all of our church plants and the pastors that we cover and things and I'll have to drive to Maryland or this one or that one or friends will call me and I just was at another church because they were having problems and the same problems that were there five years ago are still there. Finally, after like, I don't know, two hours, I was just like, y'all, there ain't nothing more I can do nothing more I can do. The only thing that you can do is be a house of prayer. And I said, if you'll be a house of prayer, then you can invite, that's inviting him in to come change your hearts and your lives to change what's going on here. But until then, there's nothing more I can say. Because look at what I'm saying. I'm bringing this comparison. When Jesus saw them lying there. In other words, we can be churches and people that don't ever change. Circumstances don't change. Things aren't getting any better. Sometimes things will even get worse. Amen. I believe Jesus is seeing the church laying in a condition that is not necessarily pleasing to him. Not every church, but many places. I believe that that there is much of what the body of Christ does that, that stinks in the nostrils of God. You've heard me say that I think some of our worship stinks in the nostrils of God. I think some of our performance stuff that we do in the house of God stinks in the nostrils of God because it's to draw attention to me and not to Him. Are you hearing me? Or it's to to sound like I know what I'm doing, but not really know what I'm doing. It's to bring glory to ourselves and not glory to him. Amen. It's about drawing attention to the name of our church or the people on our platform rather than being the one and only star, Jesus Christ. And so that's why I think often we have to check our motives. And I think that when Jesus saw him lying there in the same state that he has been, Jesus knew, the Bible says, that he had been like that a long time just based on what he looked like. Some of us have been the way that we are a long time and, and God knows it just based on how we look like. Some of our churches, never, some of us know some of the churches around him and they've not changed for years. They may have changed a preacher, but the church hasn't changed. They still worship the same way. They still got the same pianist. They still got the same people teaching Sunday school. Hallelujah. They still have the same time frame. They still have churches where the Holy Spirit's sitting right there and He never gets invited to participate. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? And Jesus saw him lying there. In other words, the that, 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 that God that we serve sees you and I right where we are in all that we're dealing with right now, in all of our mess, in all of our problems. And look what the text says. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. How long? have you been in your condition? How long have you been waiting on him to show up and stir the waters? To Stir up and bring change to help you? Jesus knows you've been there a long time. But the word is he's coming for you. The full word is that the wait is over. He's coming for you. See, out of all of the large mass of people that was pressing around, Jesus saw him. And the Bible says he knew that he had been there a long time. <laughs> and Jesus, the Bible says, said to him in ver- at the end of verse 6, He said to him, Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? And the the, the sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And when I am on my way, another one steps down before me. Excuses. Excuses. In other words, you and I don't need to give any more excuses why we are the way that we are. Somebody said to me the other day when they asked for advice, I would give them my advice. They said, but yeah, but I'm this way because of my parents. No. Or you don't know all that I've been through that makes me this way. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you say that, you're doing exactly what this man right here is doing. You're providing an excuse for the way and the reason you are the way that you are. And all Jesus asks is, do you want to be made well? When people say I am this way because my wife, nope, 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 nope. Do you want? See me, Well, See he he gives an excuse. Jesus asks a question. Jesus, you have to understand the presence of God is in this place, sitting in the chair. Waiting, He poses a question every time he shows up. Do you want to be made well? And we'll come in and we'll worship God. And maybe we'll even get us so far as to come to try to get prayer or to just put our faith in agreement with other people. And, and yet we'll leave. And the first sign of controversy, this first sign of problem, we'll, we'll make an excuse. Well, I'm this way because. And yet the question just simply was, do you want to be made well? understanding he's not interested in if someone got in the pool before him he's not interested if he couldn't get himself to the pool. Jesus didn't ask any of that Jesus is not asking you today what is limiting you what is hindering you or what got you to the place you are the question just simply is do you want do you want to be made whole he just makes it real simple do you want in other words i'm not interested in excuses i'm not interested in, in what hinders you i'm not interested if there's no more room at the altar i'm not interested if the tv cameras stop rolling i'm not interested if no one lays their hands on you he's saying i'm not interested in any of those things notice jesus never even touched the man all he did was ask a question He said, do you want to be made well? It doesn't say he laid hands on him. It doesn't say he had the disciples lay hands on him. He he says, Jesus just said, then take up your bed and walk. He spoke a word. In other words, how long are you and I going to stay where we are limited and without the understanding and receiving the revelation? He came for you. He shows up every Sunday for you. He is with you every day through the week. He's coming for you. He comes into the midst of a storm. He comes down even into the midst of the pool of Bethesda when I'm laying sick and broken and dying. In other words, it doesn't matter if it's physical or emotional or financial or spiritual. It doesn't matter where He may find me in my brokenness. He's coming for me. My God, that's a word of hope for somebody. It doesn't matter what part of my life that is broken. It doesn't matter if... if, there are others like me or not, or it doesn't matter if I'm sitting on a porch by myself. He's coming for me, and He wants you and I to understand that the wait is over. In other words, I don't have to keep serving Him in my brokenness, but He comes just to ask the question, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made well? In other words, do you want to stop using the same excuse that's keeping you on the porch, waiting for the water to move. When the healer of all healers is in your presence all the time, when the miracle worker promise keeper light in our darkness is right where you ever would need him is in your midst. Do you want to be made whole, whole, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. And yet we'll come and go from His presence, missing, lacking, and broken week after week. Are you hearing me? We'll come to church broken and we'll leave broken. We'll come to church missing something and we'll leave missing something we'll come to church lacking and we'll leave lacking. And the question that he has for you and I right now, do you want to be made? Home? And if you'll be bold enough to answer the question And the answer is, and the next thing Jesus says, and Jesus said to him, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible says, and immediately, immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Church, the wait is over he's coming for you. The wait is over. He's coming for you. Hallelujah. The wait is over. He's coming for you. Do you want to be made well? Remember what I said just before we kind of got started in any of the word. Do not mistake the presence of the storm to indicate the absence of God. Do not do, do not mistake that, that because there are things going wrong, that God is not in your midst. He is in your midst. It doesn't matter how bad it's been or how rough it's been. It doesn't matter how long you've carried it. It doesn't matter if you've been dealing with it for 38 years. God intends that when you and I come together and worship, that we not leave the way that we came. Every time we come into His presence, He poses that question to you and I Do you want to be made well? Because you do not have to leave the same way that you came. You don't have to leave carrying what you've been carrying. Hallelujah. You don't have to keep living with the same excuses. I don't have to keep living with the same excuses, making excuses for why God hasn't or why I didn't or why it hasn't changed or why I haven't had breakthrough yet or or why there hasn't been a release yet or why they haven't been set free yet. Are you hearing me? The question is simple. Do you want to be made whole? And that's where I'm going to stop. Do you want to be made whole? Hallelujah. My god. Do you want it? Hmm. Do you want it? Now be careful. Be careful cuz sometimes we'll say that we want change, that we want freedom, that we want God to do it. But we are actually so addicted to the affliction that it gives me comfort having this as an excuse. Having what's wrong with me as an excuse for why I am the way that I am. Oh, ouch. Are you hearing me? We'll, We'll fight with our spouse. and. And that's the reason you keep using that as the reason why you react or respond or act the way that you do. Oh, hallelujah! Because you were addicted to the affliction. This man, it, it was appeared to be the same way. That's why he said, "Well, Master, you know," he told well, he told Jesus. He says, "Every time I try, there someone gets in the water before me." In other words, you know, I I, I am this way and I've been this way so long because I can never get to the water and there's nobody to care of me. I'm addicted to the affliction. And so I've just created this method for coping. There there was another story. Some of you have heard me preach it. The lame man that sits outside the temple. And he jiggles the the can and he's always asking for people to give him money. And years go by and, and all the church people kept stepping over the man who sat at the gate. Begging. He would shake his can and it would, it would wrangle with coins inside and he was begging the church people who were going in to serve God. Help me in my affliction. Because we get addicted to our affliction. He would sit at the gate outside the temple begging instead of going in to be set free from his affliction. And not only that, Look how long church people walked by him and stepped over him without offering him to be set free. That's what we do. We establish an addiction to our affliction, but the question is simple. And the point is this, that you will no longer use it as an excuse for why you are the way that you are. I may be messed up from the floor up, but I can't blame mom and dad anymore. I can't blame my grandparents. I can't blame what somebody did to me. I can't blame finances. I can't blame what, what someone else did to me or how they talked about me or what they did. Are you hearing me? The question is uh, uh, is simply this, and this is the question that he, he leaves you with today and that you are required then to respond to is do you want to be made well? doesn't matter who left you. doesn't matter what you don't have. I don't care how broke you are. I don't care what, what, what level of education you have. None of it matters. The question from heaven simply today is do you want to be made well? Because he said, I'm coming for you. The wait is over, and if you want Him to come for you, if you can really believe that the wait is over, what you've been believing God for, what you need Him to do in your life, then then you don't need to sit there any longer where you are. You need to get up from out off of your porch, and you need to get down to a place where you say, oh, "Yes, Lord, I want to be made whole. Yes, Lord, I want to be made well." Amen, Hallelujah. I'm not going to wait on angels to stir the water. I'm not going to wait on anything specific, but Lord, I'm. going to get up off my porch and Lord I'm going to believe you by faith that I will be made whole in the name of Jesus hallelujah thank you Lord if you have the ability today stand to your feet hallelujah hallelujah my God my God (sighs) if that's you I'm not going to say anything more to make it cute if that's you don't wait Leave your porch where you are hallelujah walk away from your porch say yes Lord I want to be made well don't offer an excuse yes Lord I want to be made well he will meet you when you get here hallelujah I'm believing that that as you hit the front of this place that he will meet you when you get here hallelujah and I want want you to begin to believe God I want you to begin to praise him amen you don't even ask him have to ask him to show up because he's here he said I'm coming for you he said it earlier I'm coming for you he said it earlier the weight is over. He is coming for you. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be able to leave here without it? Do you want to be able to leave here differently? Do you want, see, that's the reason he had me, Terry, here today. Do you want to be made whole? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now get ready get ready because here's the curious part remember jesus did not lay hands on him i believe in the laying on of hands but jesus did not do that instead the man received it by faith (laughs) so in a moment i'm going to declare over you who responded in this place take up your bed and walk And when I declare that, I'm believing that spiritually, everything that has crippled you and caused you to become lame, every bad memory, that thing that keeps haunting you, that that thing, that, that, that person, that circumstance that has a propensity to keep you the way that you are, the way that you act, to keep you responding that way, that that, thing, that thing, that, 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 that thing will be destroyed off of you. Just as lameness and crippledness fell off of this man, that thing that has hindered you will fall off of you, fall off of your emotions and your mind, fall off of your finances and fall off of you spiritually and fall off of your relationships, fall off of whatever part of your your life that is lame, whatever part of your life that he is saying, do you want to be made whole? So I'm prepping you because I I need you to get your faith ready. Because he has posed the question, do you want to be made whole? Now, I'm going to pray briefly. At the end of that prayer, I'm going to declare over you, take up your bed and walk. And it will be in that moment, I want you all to believe that God is moving, that He came today just for you. Just for you. He saw you laying near the pool. He saw that you'd been there a while, and he brought this word just for you today to help you. To help you. As I pray, if you're able, lift your hands just to get ready to receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, come and do what only you are able to do. Father, I'm just simply trying to be obedient to what you're speaking to me. In my ear, I'm speaking to them. Father, I pray right now that you would increase your presence. That Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are here. I thank you that, Lord, you said that you're coming. You're coming just for us. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Father, I thank you. But now, Lord, I ask for an increase of your anointing. Lord, an increase of your anointing in this place that, Lord, you would do and accomplish, Lord, what you said you would do, what you promised you would do. Lord, manifest your word. Manifest this text in this place. Uh, that God, in just a few moments, Lord, as I declare your very words, as I recite the very words that you spoke over that lame man, I declare and I decree, Father, that you would release an anointing and that everything that is hindering and crippling your people, everything that has caused them to become lame and broken and destroying their life, Lord, just as you said, take up your bed and walk out. I, I pray that as I decree that over them, that Lord, they will be able to walk out of here free of whatever it is that has been crippled them and hindering them in the name of Jesus. So Father, do what only you're able to do, not by might, not by power, but only by your Spirit says the Lord. I thank you and I praise you right now in the name of Jesus. So I rebuke you, devil. I rebuke every scheme and plan and plot that you have had against the, the people of God. I rebuke you, devil, off of every person standing in the front of this place right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you off of their mind. I rebuke you off of their body. I rebuke you right now off of their relationships. I rebuke you right now off of their emotional state. I rebuke you devil off of their spiritual state right now. I rebuke you off of their, their physical limitations right now in the name of Jesus. We just rebuke you, you foul devil. And I command that today would be a day of liberty, that today would be a day of freedom, that today would be a day of change in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Now the question becomes, do you want to be made whole? Then let me decree as Jesus decreed over him. And I want you to receive it right now. Then Jesus said to you, look at that. Then Jesus said to you, why, why to you? Because he's coming for you. He came just for you. Then Jesus said to you, take up your bed and walk. Walk. Jesus said to him, take up your bed and walk and immediately, now receive immediately right now. I want you to receive it by faith immediately and immediately the Bible says, and immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. You have to receive that by faith down in your spirit. In other words, it does that. You may not feel nothing. You you may not feel anything different. You don't have to feel a goosebump, but immediately you have to receive that thing by faith in your spirit. And immediately and immediately what? And immediately he came for me. And and immediately he showed up for me. And, And today he showed up at church just for me. He called me by my name. He called Renita by her name. He called Don by his name. He called David by his name. He called Lois by his name. Hallelujah. He called April by her name. Hallelujah. He called Janie and he called Scott. Hallelujah. He called Diana by his name. He called Ramona by her name. Hallelujah. He called all of us by our name right now in the name of Jesus. He called uh, the Hockenberger family by their name. Amen. He called you by your name. He called every one of you sitting in your chairs by your name. He called you by your name. Receive it by faith. And immediately, and immediately the man was made well. So, Father, I'm going to thank you right now. I'm going to thank you right now that God, that, that lame ankles and lame legs, God, would be made well. Spiritually and physically. God, I'm going to thank you that, 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 that financial areas where we've been broken would be made well. I'm going to thank you that, Lord, places where my spirit and my emotions have been broken would be made well. God, I'm going to thank you that that every area, brokenness and lameness. See, there is lameness in some of your areas of your life. And he came just for you today. Do you want to be made well? And he said, take up your bed and walk. That today as you leave this place, today as you begin your week, you are beginning your week well. I want you to understand you are beginning it well. You're going to look different. Uh, Father, I decree and declare that they be be free from the mindset and the mentality of a lame person. I I break that mentality off of you. I break that mentality of being a victim off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, I declare freedom over you. I declare breakthrough for you. I declare whom the Son has set free would be free free indeed right now in the mighty name of Jesus I, I say I say of the Lord even now that this be your day of freedom let this be your day of liberty let this be your independence day from being lame at no more you will not be lame no more you will not have the mind of a lame person you will not have the spirit of a lame person you you will not think the same way you will not behave the same way but I declare and decree take up your bed all of your bed and walk you you will need it no more. You will not have to lay where you've been laying. You won't have to keep going back to sick places. Somebody needs to hear me. Stop going back to sick places and sick people. But the Bible says when he delivered him and he told him to take up his bed and walk, he did not return to the porch. He did not return to the sick people. He did not return to the people that were not well. He took up his bed and walked. Hallelujah. Some of you need to receive what God has said and now no, do not return to the sick place. My God. He came for me. He came for me. He came today for me. He, he came and sat in a chair and showed up for me today. He, he came for me. Receive that right now. Come on, just just thirty seconds. Receive the fact that He came today to church for you. Some of you, and standing in the front of this place, there's not a person that breathes on the earth that ever shows up for you. That's why it's hard for some of you to receive. You don't know what it's like to have someone come through for you. And so, therefore, it's hard to believe that. He will come through for you. But I'm here to tell you, He came for you. The wait is over. He came for you. Yeah, sometimes our spouse will never come through, but, but He comes through for you. Our friends and our family, they never, there's some people you just can't depend on, but He comes through for you. He came through for you right now. I want you to receive that love. That compassion now in the name of Jesus. He's coming through for you right now. Some of us know what it is to always be forgotten and people always expect more from you. They expect you to give and do more, but he's coming for you today to heal you, to restore you, Simply because he asked you, do you want to be made well? Then I need you to hear and understand me clearly. Sometimes part of being healed and restored means I cannot go back to the place that got me to where I used to be. Sometimes my healing requires me to move to a new place and to leave some people behind That's why the lame man took up his bed and walked because he could not return to the place where he was sick. part of you being made whole requires that you walk away from those who help to keep you sick. I don't know who I'm prophesying that over right now. I don't know who I'm speaking that to, but that is for somebody in this place It is time to move on. Every time you associate, every time you connect, every time you have any interaction with them, they're poisoning you. But he has declared over you, take up your bed and walk and move on from where you are. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 And immediately, and immediately, he took up his bed and walked. And immediately, The man was made well, took up his bed and walked. That's what you need to know. And immediately as you turn from this altar, this is your immediately. And immediately when you return to your seat, you are returning not the way you walked up here, not the same way. This is your immediate in the name of Jesus. And when you exit this place today, this is your immediate. Hallelujah. Because he came for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen give God a glory, honor, and praise today in this place. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Yes, He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Yes, hallelujah. He is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, and immediately. And immediately. Glory to God. Glory to God. Some people are praying, but In a moment, we're going to pray over your tithes, your offerings, and pray that it would be blessed and give you the opportunity to sow it on the way out. And I I want to just take a moment as some of you are getting back to your seats and, and still praying. I thank God for faithful people. I thank God for people. We had a man that saw us on the news and Two weeks ago, we were all over the news or whatever that was. And he sent a financial seat in today. He said, just use it wherever it's need. Thank you. Hallelujah. I thank God for people like that, that allow the Holy Spirit. We had a man from Florida has followed our church for years he just uh, sent in a financial seed uh, last week amen and blessed uh, because he themselves had a need and we were praying as a church for his daughter and uh, who has a compromised pregnancy right now and been in in pittsburgh hospitals getting tested and he sent a a a a faith seed and he had sent me an email because i try to keep close contact with partners that even have a distance and he he said pastor i'm going to send a one thousand dollar seed but I want you to believe that my daughter's pregnancy would be normal and that the things they're seeing, it won't be compromised. So right away, I said to him, I said, well, we don't, we don't have your seed yet, but I'm going to agree with you in prayer. And right there through email, I just started typing and praying what the Holy Spirit was stirring to me and decreeing and declaring. It took, of course, a few days for the seed to come in. And I told him, I said, when I get it, I'll lay hands on it again. I'll pray over it. And believe God. So I waited a, about a week and I sent him an email and I said, brother, can I ask you, have you heard any news? And he said, well, when I sowed that thousand dollar seed, I sowed a few others to other places. I thought, "Well," wow. He said, but he went on to just explain, I'll, I'll give the summary. He went on to explain. In other words, he it wasn't about money. It was about he put faith. He placed the demand and said, Lord, I'm going to sow this and believe you for a harvest. So he sowed it, had the means to sow it, of course. And he sowed it and he let me know that, that things have improved with his daughter. Some of the, the prior things that they had thought was wrong and some of the tests that they had uh, seen and where things were wrong and weren't looking good and the, the potential for being down syndrome and all of those things. He, he said it, everything's looking good. Her levels are up. Normal things are up. They, there was an appearance of a growth upon the upon her placenta. Amen. But, but since then, everything is looking normal. Everything is looking the way that it should. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Only God has the ability to do things like that, to be able to take something and bring a divine reversal to it in the name of Jesus. So I thank God that he can make a mass shrink and dissolve on somebody's uh, somebody's, uh, placenta. I thank God for that. I thank God that he he, he is a God that says, yes, I see. When you activate your faith, you can watch and he will show up on your behalf. Some of you, when you give, you do that time and time again. You give and you don't even have it to give. And yet when you give, even what little you give, like the moment with just a few mites, when you give, you're believing God and saying, God, it's not enough, but I pray that you will make it more than enough. And so I want, I just share that with you so that today as you sow and as you give, put a demand on it. it's okay to believe God by faith. God, I'm giving this and in return, I'm asking for a full and complete harvest in this area. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm praying that for the brother in Pittsburgh that saw us on the news. I mean, who watches the news and says, I'm going to send money? Not very many people. I thank God for people that have enough discernment. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bless him a hundredfold for his giving. I pray that, Father, you would multiply it for this church and God cause it to do more than even what the amount is set aside for. Father, I pray that you would bless him. God, I thank you for him being obedient, for him and his family to doing and, and, and hearing your voice as you spoke through, through the news channels in the name of Jesus. But, Father, I pray now that you would bless it, multiply it back to them. God, I pray any and every area of lack in his life that, Lord, you would be prosperous to him. Lord, you would show him how bountiful and wonderful you are in the name of Jesus. And God, every person in this place that's faithful in their giving, even as your word says that moreover, you, you require that a steward be found faithful. I thank you, Lord, for faithful people. Faithful people. People that even when they give, that, Lord, there. Not sure how everything will work out, how every bill will get paid, but they give. Bless them. Multiply it back to them. Bring increase into their life. I pray in the name of Jesus. And Father, I speak the word that you spoke today over their life. Do you want to be made well? God, as they give, that is them activating their faith, saying, yes, Lord, I want to see finances to be made well. God, make them well financially. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. God bless the week ahead for your church. I pray that you, 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 you do extraordinary things, amazing things in their life. God, open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. God, re- grant and release favor over their life in every possible way, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And God, today we'll give you the glory, we'll give you the honor, and we we'll give you the praise. And most of all, God, we thank you today that you came for me. You came for me in Jesus' Your mighty name, we pray today. The church says, amen, amen. On your way out, sow your seed up here on the barrel. Make sure you shake hands. Welcome somebody, love them. And keep everybody you don't see in prayer, whether you know them by name or not. We can't wait to see you all back next Sunday. Food distribution is Thursday. Come and help if you're able. Hallelujah. We love you. God bless you. Have a beautiful week.